Hello, friends, and welcome to a very special episode of the Sly Dog Music Cast. My name is the Spooky Sly Dog, and it's officially Spooktober, Halloween time. Yes, the time for spooky. And you know what? I can't keep this goddamn voice going. <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. We're going to have some Halloween fun this week. Uh, so, yeah, Spooktober, Halloween. What a great time of year. I love fall, and I love everything that comes with it. You know, it's slightly cooler, but it's not cold. It's not wintry yet. You can wear, you know, like light jackets, and the leaves fall, and it's a little warm out still, and it's just beautiful. But it also is spooky. Very spooky. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep talking in that voice. It's going to pop up throughout the episode. Um, so I thought, you know, because everybody's in a Halloween mood this year, I was going to do um, a special episode dedicated to kind of, you know, songs that I either find spooky or found spooky at some point or kind of fit the Halloween theme um, just for fun. I picked 10, um, and I might make this a yearly thing because, you know, this episode was harder to, you know, whittle down to 10 songs than I imagined it was going to be. I originally thought I was going to struggle to come up with 10 of these, and turns out, no. Turns out I've got a backlog of great songs for this episode, so... Um, I, I whittled it down to 10. I picked 10, you know, that are, like, some of them are just fun... Some of them are, like, kind of creepy or ghost stories, and some of them just, you know, fit that Halloween vibe. Like this first one. Uh, the first pick on this spooky October Halloween, the first pumpkin, if you will, um, is Legend of Wooly Swamp by the Charlie Daniels Band. And um, if you know me, you know me. I'm a, you know I'm a big fan of Southern Rock, and I love the Charlie Daniels Band, especially kind of the uh, pre-full country Charlie Daniels Band. Like, I love, this, I love that stuff, too. But um, I really loved it when he was, like, a like a badass kind of hard rock and southern band that like melded country and ro rock and roll together it was a great thing and uh this song is from that era uh it's from 1980 it's from the uh, full moon album and it's a song about like a uh, old man that lived in a swamp and supposedly he like buried money in his backyard and you know and these two boys came looking one night and they killed him and tried to take his money and supposedly he haunts the swamp now um, and it was always, as a kid, I thought it was really cool. I always wondered if it was a true ghost story. And um, I always, and I even as a kid thought, you know, like, there's something spooky about the idea of a swamp. Like, there's all these things out there that can kill you. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's humid. It's kind of foresty, but it's not really a forest, you know. There's all kinds of stuff to go into. So, and so between this song and I remember as a kid, the uh, Scooby-Doo Zombie Island thing kind of taking place, you know, in the bayou in a swamp. You know, it kind of gave me, a, like, a fear of, like, swamps and stuff like that. <laughs> as weird as it sounds. But I thought this was a great song to kick things off. And it's a great little rocker if you've never heard it. Um, like I said, this is when they lean more towards the rock side than the countryside. So, from uh, Full Moon, released in 1980, this is the Charlie Daniels Band with The Legend of Woolly Swamp. Ooh. <laughs> Save it, cause I never would listen to nobody 
white trash and lived over on Carver's Creek. They were mean as a snake and sneaky as a cat and belligerent when they'd speak. One night the oldest brother said, y'all meet me in the woody swamp later and we'll take over Lucius's money and we'll feed him to the alligators. They found the old man out in the back with a shovel in his hand. Thirteen rusty mason jars he just dug up out of the sand. And they all went crazy and they beat the old man and they picked him up off of the ground and threw him in the swamp and stood there and laughed as the black water sucked him down. Then they turned around and went back to the shack and picked up the money and ran. They hadn't gone nowhere when they realized they were running in quicksand. And they struggled and they screamed but they couldn't get away and just before they went under. They could hear that old man laughing in a voice as loud as thunder. There's a spot in the yard in the back of that shack where the ground is always wet. And on certain nights, if the moon is right down by that dark footpath, you can hear three young men screaming. You can hear one old man laugh. Again, that was the Charlie Daniels Band with The Legend of Wooly Swamp. Great song, great way to get started. So let's move on. Um, so one of the first people I thought of when I was going to do this episode is uh, Billy Idol. Um, and I'm a big Billy Idol fan. Like, to me, he's one of those rockers that just, like, him and Rick Ocasek, like, are two of the guys that, like, epitomize cool to me. There's a few more. My mix of cool is very random. I realize that. But, um... To me, he's always had a darker undercurrent to some of his songs, and it's not always apparent. You just got, you kind of got to look under the surface. Like, you know, a song like Eyes Without a Face, for example, it's a very, you know, kind of slow, burny, beautiful song. But I've always wondered, you know, what is this character in the song doing? I'm on a bus on a psychedelic trip reading murder books trying to stay hip. You know, like, it, to me, it's always sounded like a song about a serial killer. Like, he's, like he's out there, you know, kind of like a, tr like, you know, a Richard Ramirez type, if you will. And he's got songs like that. There's a song on the Rebel Yell album called The Dead Next Door that I've, I've always thought was a little creepy. Um, he even got a song in uh, the uh, one of the Friday the 13th. Was it? it was either Friday the 13th or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. He got uh, his song Fatal Charm into that. So, and there, and there, were, there were songs on um, uh, Charm Life too, like The Mark of Cain. I've always thought that was a creepy song. He did a cover of The Endless Sleep, which is an old 50s song. That song was creepy as hell. Um, but the one I chose um, is... I chose something from a little a little lesser of a known album. Uh, from the Devil's Playground album, I picked a song called Evil Eye. And that album was kind of like one of my first exposures to Billy Idol. I remember when that record came out. I remember my dad getting it, and I remember thinking it was really cool. kind of reminded me of Green Day at the time because I was very into Green Day. And... Uh, there's a, there's a lot of songs on the second half of that record that kind of have a spooky theme to it. There's Body Snatcher, there's uh, Lady Do or Die, and there's this one, Evil Eye. Um, I'm, this is another song where I'm not sure what's happening, but it's kind of... To me, it sounds like these two people are going somewhere to kind of create some kind of ritual to summon something. Like, you know, there wasn't a thing to say as we drove fast to the desert plain and... That's, that's the opening line of the song, and then later in the song they say, We stood on the ancient bones for a world lo now lost in stone. Come alive for us alone with the sacrifice we atoned. You know, it, it sounds kind of creepy. It sounds kind of like a satanic ritual. Um, and I've always thought something, you know, the song was a little spooky, especially the way it ends with that like sound effect at the end. So I thought this was a great choice. I originally was going to put The Dead Next Door in here, but um, I decided against that. Um, I decided I wanted to go to one of my favorite records, and I wanted to pull this song, so 
without further ado, everybody get ready to do your rituals now. Uh, get ready to summon demons and whatnot. This is Evil Eye by Billy Idol. Wasn't a thing to say as we drove fast to the desert way through silent seas of sand. Feel time running through my hands, and the sun is burning bright, and the air says life is tired, and my brain says. Someone dies when she shows me the endless lies And if you're asking why she said Look into the evil life again And if you're asking why she said Look into the evil life again from uh, the 2004 album Devil's Playground. You should check that out if you've never heard that record. You're missing out. If you're a Billy Idol fan and you haven't heard it, go get it. So moving on. Um, I'd like to pose the question to the audience. Do you think a song can be so over the top, um, so sad in a way, and dark, that it's almost funny to you? 
and let me explain what I mean. Um, I'm a big fan of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, but I tend, you know, to gravitate more towards the uh, the the middle piano-y stuff. Like, I love The Boatman's Call. Um, I love Nakshirama. I know a lot of people don't like that record, but I do. Um, I love his more recent stuff, too. I love Push the Sky Away and Skeleton Tree, and I'm sure I'm going to like Ghost Scene when that comes out. Um, I love the Henry's Dream record and The Good Son. You know, the more piano-based stuff is kind of my sweet spot with Nick Cave. But um, I do enjoy some of his more darker, more abrasive music he's made. Um, and for a while, I couldn't really get into it. But I've had the records because there's song, like, songs on those records I enjoy, even if I don't enjoy the whole record. But um, I recently decided to give the record Tender Prey a second chance. And there's a song on there that really stood out to me called Up Jump the Devil. And it's kind of this slow dirgy number about this guy who's basically just had bad luck since the day he was born and it, it it ends you know like you know he doesn't have the best luck and of course like he ends up being framed for a crime and he gets hung but um the lyrics of the song to me are so over the top and ridiculous like you know kind of like a horror movie in a way but they're so over the top it's almost funny to me i was born on the day my poor mama died my daddy did a drunk with it Sorry, my my father did a jig with a drunk midwife. I was cut from the belly with a Stanley knife. You know, like this. These are the lyrics to the song. Uh, my heart was blacker than the chamber. My blood was blacker than the chambers of a dead nun's heart. You know, it's so over the top, man. It's all. It's all. It's so. But it, you know, sad. But it's all over the top. It's almost funny to me. And Halloween can be like that in a way, you know. Horror movies can be so over the top, like, you know, like, it's almost funny in a way. Like, uh, yep, they're going to come around the corner like that. Oh, I knew that was coming. Uh-huh. So, I'll let you be the judge. Do you, is this song so sad and dark that it's funny? Well, let's find out. From uh, Tender Prey, released in 1989, this is Up Jump the Devil by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. <laughs>
Jump the Devil by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. What a fun little song. Kind of, to me, always has sounded like it should be in a Tim Burton movie. Um, so, moving on, um, one of my favorite, another one of my favorite things about Halloween in October is all the fucking movies you get to watch. Beetlejuice, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, I'm still partial, like I said, Scooby-Doo Zombie Island, Scooby-Doo Witch's Ghost, uh, Scooby-Doo Alien movie. Those are, like, that. that's like a trilogy of classics, me and my little sibling used to watch. It was incredible. Um, they'd be on Cartoon Network all the time. Uh, we also loved the Alvin and the Chipmunks Meet the Wolfman. That was cool. Um, I've never, like, been, like, super big on, on, like, horror horror movies. Like, I love, you know, Saw and Silence of the Lambs and stuff like that. But one of my favorite movies to watch around this time of year is not really scary, but it's perfect for Halloween because everybody's dressing up and acting weird, and that would be Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about, you know, the classic, classic 1970s movie, you know, starring Meatloaf and Tim Curry and Susan Sarandon. Just a fun little romp, you know, it's over-the-top ridiculousness. And I wanted to play something from the soundtrack um, because it just, like I said, it goes hand-in-hand -hand with, you know, Halloween and just fun memories for me. Like, that movie means so much to me. It's one of the best movies ever made. Um, and I wanted to play... I wanted to play the song that opens both, like, the Broadway show and the movie, and that is Science Fiction Double Feature. But I wanted to throw a curveball at you guys. Cause, you see, I have the soundtrack to the movie, but I also am very lucky I found a few years ago the original Broadway cast recording of uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's the original... Uh, Roxy cast that did it here in LA. Um, Tim Curry is on that, of course, but there's some other people like Susan Sarandon's not on it. Um, and I wanted to play science fiction double feature, and it's not Richard O'Brien singing it. Um, it's a, one of the girls from the cast. I forget her name at the moment, but um, it's a little different than the version of the movie. It's a little faster, but it's still really cool. And, you know, if you're familiar with the movie and you're listening to this, this is something new for you. This is a whole new little take on a song you know and love already. So I'm going to play that from the like the original Roxy cast out album. And just for the record, this album came out before the movie. So th this thing started out as like a play in London. So this had been around for a while. Like the movie wasn't like the first time the world heard these songs. It was just the first time they kind of heard them on a grander scale. And it was kind of what introduced them to the mainstream, I think. So without further ado, from the Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack. Sorry, the Rocky Horror P Picture Show cast recording this is science fiction double feature michael rennie was ill the day the earth stood still but he told us where we stand and flash gordon was there in silver underwear claude rains was the invisible man then something went wrong for Fay Ray and King Kong. They got caught in a cellular jam. Then at a deadly pace, it came from outer space. And this is how the message ran. Science fiction. 
Coachy Carol was over a barrel when Tarantula took to the hills. And I got really hot when I saw Jeanette Scott fight a triffid that spits poison and kills. Dana Andrews said runes, gave him the runes, and passing them used lots of skills. And when worlds collide, said George Powell to his bride, I'm gonna give you some terrible thrills. Like a Science fiction double feature from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. What a fun movie to watch. What a fun song. You know, hope if that if that entices you and you've never seen the movie, go watch it. Um, so one thing I wanted to do with this episode is I love the scary and I love the dark and the macabre, as you remember from earlier in the episode. But I also like to keep it fun. Um, you know, Halloween's all about fun too. Like as scary as we want to be, there's some fun at the heart of all of this madness. And uh, what better way to have fun than with some Frank Zappa and some titties? And what I'm getting at, of course, is Frank Zappa's classic song, Titties and Beer. Um, this is a funny little song where he's going, he's driving up a mountain on a motorcycle with his girlfriend and drinking beer, and uh, she disappears, and she gets eaten by the devil, and he has to make a deal with him to get to get her back, and it's just ridiculous, like, over-the-top ridiculousness ensues, because, you know, it's Frank Zappa. Uh, he's all about over-the-top ridiculousness, but he's also about, you know, really tight musicianship and really great players. You know, Frank Zappa is one of the best guitar players to ever walk the face of the earth. And if you don't believe me, go listen to the song Black Napkins. It's incredible. And, uh, yeah, this song just always makes me laugh. It puts a smile on my face no matter what mood I'm in. Um, I love <laughs> his interplay, like, back and forth. Like, he's, you know, obviously the guy on the motorcycle, and his drummer plays the role of the devil. And it's just so over the top. Um, I, lo I love it when the devil's, like, a little, like, what? You ain't supposed to want to make a deal with me. It's just so funny. Like, you got to hear it for yourself. And I'm going to play... Th this version comes from a compilation called Have I Offended Someone. The original recording of this song is much, much longer. It goes on quite a bit because, you know, it, it's a live recording. Because, um, you know, Frank did a lot of stuff live that he never really did in the studio. And it was much longer on the original live album. I think it's live in New York. Um, but this one is cut down to a tight four minutes. I figured make a nice little slot in right here in the podcast after some of the craziness. So without further ado, let's get some titties and beer going. This is Frank Zappa with titties and beer. <laughs> Blackest night, there was no moon inside. You know the stars ain't shining cause the sky's too tight. I heard the scary wind, I seen some ugly trees. There was a werewolf walking along the side of me. I'm leaning on bed, you know I ain't no sissy. Got a big titty girl in by the name of Chrissy. Talking about her in my bike. In the side of the mountain, Even the crickets were acting weird up here And so I figured I might just drink a little beer I said, give me some of that, what you're sucking on But there was no reply, cause she was gone Where's those titties I like so well? 
And my goddamn fear is what I started to yell Then I heard this noise like a crunch of twig And up jumped the devil, he's about this big He had a red suit on and a widow's peak And then a pointed tail and like a sulfur Yes, it was him, all right, I swear to Know what it was, who had some human flesh up underneath his claws, you know it looked to me like it was pretty skin. I said, you son of a bitch, because I was mad at him. Well, he just got out his floss and started cleaning his fangs, so I shot him with my shooter, said, bang, bang, bang. Then the sucker just laughed and said, put it away. You know I ate all up, now what you gonna say? You ate my Chrissy? Titties and all! Well, what about the beer then, boy? Uh, the can's this tall? Even her boots? Would I lie to you? Shit, you must have been hungry. Yes, this is true. Don't they pay you good for the stuff that you do? Well, you know, I can't complain when the checks come through. Well, I want my Chrissy, and I want my beer, so you just barf it back up. Now, devil, do you hear? Blow it out your ass, motorcycle man! I mean, I am the devil, do you understand? Just what will you give me for your titties and beer? I suppose you notice this little contract here. You're goddamn right, you son of a whore. Don't call That's me that. about the only reason I learned writing for. Give me that paper, bitch, your ass I will sign Because I need a beer and it's titty-squeezing time Man, you can't fool me! You ain't that bad! I mean, you should have seen some of the souls that I've had Why, oh, yeah. there was Milhouse Nixon and Agnew too And both of those suckers were worse than you Well, let's make a deal if you think that's true I mean, uh, you're the devil, so what you gonna do? Wait a minute, a tinge of doubt crosses my mind when you say that you want to make a deal with me. That's very, very true. Wait, you ain't supposed to want to make a deal with me. Ah, uh, but I'm slightly different than your most, average customer, wait, devil. But most people don't want to make a deal with me. Yeah, well, I'm only interested in two things, and that's titties and beer, you know what I mean? What? Titties yeah. and beer? Titties and beer, 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 no, don't sign it. Give me time to think. I mean, hold on a second, boy, because that's magic in And then the devil let go of the pickle, and out come my girl. They heard the titties plop, plopping all around the world. She said, I got me three beers and a fistful of downs, and I'm going to get ripped, so fuck you clowns. Then she gave us the finger, it was rigid and stiff. That's when the devil, he farted, and she went right over the cliff. Whoa, tinsel time. Well, the devil was mad, I took off to my pad. I swear I do declare, how did you get back there? I swear I do declare, how did you get back there? I swear I do declare, how did you get back there? I swear I do declare, how did you get back there? That was Frank Zappa with Titties and Beer. What a fun song. Uh, moving on, we have, coming up next, it's the OG master of Halloween himself, Alice Cooper. Yes, Alice Cooper. Can't think of Hall can't think of Halloween and Alice Cooper separately for me. Um, I went as him like two or three times for Halloween. Like he's just one of my favorite musicians, one of my favorite artists. Uh, he takes up almost a whole CD rack on my shelf with all his albums. Um, so yeah, you knew I was gonna pick some Alice Cooper on this, but I wanted to throw a curveball at it. it. I could go easy. I could I could throw you guys a softball and do Welcome to My Nightmare or The Black Widow or something like that, or I could go to the new Hollywood Vampires record. And bust out Boogeyman Surprise. Holy shit, is this song great. Um, I'm kind of surprised Alice didn't keep this one for himself. When I heard this um, on the new record, uh, the new Hollywood Vampires record, which we'll talk about later this year, um, you know, I was kind of thought, huh, he should have kept this one for himself. This is great. Like, I get it worked for the band and it sounds really cool. Like, I love Joe Perry in the background going, surprise. Uh, yeah, it, it's just great. Um, yeah, like, it, it's just over-the-top fun from Alice. You know, he's the king of shock. He's 
you know, the master of Halloween. He even did a song called Keeping Halloween Alive, which I'm saving for another year. We might get to that one someday. But uh, if you haven't heard this Hollywood Vampires record, check it out. It's really good. It's called Rise. Um, unlike the last one, it's not all covers. This is an original song. Um, you got him. You got Joe Perry in the band. You got Johnny Depp. You got Tommy Hendrickson on guitar. It's just, yeah, this is good stuff. It's catchy. And I'm not sure what the Boogeyman surprise is, but apparently we ain't ready for it. So without further ado, from the Hollywood Vampires album Rise, this is the Boogeyman surprise. surprise from the from the band Hollywood Vampires featuring the master of Halloween himself Alice Cooper yes Alice Cooper has a wealth of songs I kind of picked and he's gonna probably be a regular on these Halloween episodes each year um, but moving forward let's talk about you know one thing about to talk about Halloween is you get scared is getting scared or getting scared for fun and what a, what better way to talk about getting scared than you know a little bit of Childhood trauma. <laughs> I don't mean like the dark, scary kind of kind of childhood trauma that you go to a therapist for. I mean just the childhood trauma of catching something in a movie that just freaks you out and is burned into your brain. Um, so anybody out there remember the movie Robots? 
you know, I believe one of the voices was uh, Robin Williams. Uh, Amanda Bynes was one of the robot voices. It was a cool little movie. In fact, if you watch, you know, now it still holds up. It's a great cartoon. Go check it out. Um, but I remember going to see that movie in the theater as a kid. And there's a part in the movie, um, so, like, oh, like there's this campaign to, like, you know, you, you could kind of compare it to healthcare today a little bit, you know, like, the rich can, you know, take care of themselves and get the upgrades, and the rest of them have to rely on spare parts, and they want to stop making spare parts, and if you can't, you know, get the spare parts, you go to the chop shop. And the, I remember the first time they showed the chop shop in the movie, they, bring, like, I remember being in the theater, and they take you down there, it's all dark and scary and like there's this ominous music going and then i hear followed by that by this ominous music the most horrifying voice i've ever heard like not horrifying as a, in a bad way i mean horrifying as in it scared the shit out of me like i was like what is this and it freaked me out and every time we would watch that movie when me and my sister got the dvd i'd always try to be out of the room when that scene played because it freaked me out so much um and years later, I was getting into an artist named uh, Tom Waits. As you know, I'm a big fan. I did an episode on him with Kaylin Chase, and if you haven't heard it, you should go check it out. But um, I was getting into him, and I bought the album Swordfish Trombones. And that album starts with a song called Underground, and when it started, I went, Hey, that's a song from Robots that scared me as a kid, that like, scarred me and gave me childhood trauma. <laughs> and it's so funny now, because now that's one of my favorite Tom Waits songs. I still think it's creepy. Like I have no idea what's going on. All the trucks on the beyond the gopher holes. There's a world going on down underground. They're alive. They're awake while the rest of the world's asleep. You know what is going on underground? I mean, knowing Tom, it could like it could be just something simple. It could be about moles, for all we know. But it sounds creepy when you hear it. Um, and it certainly scared the crap out of me as a kid. Like I'd like to meet the person who was placing music in that movie and went, you know what this kids film needs. This kid's film needs a Tom Waits song right there in the middle of the scariest fucking part of the movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play that song right now. I had a hard time picking a Tom Waits song, but I picked this one just so I could tell you guys that story. So from Swordfish Trombones, released in 1983, this is Tom Waits with Underground. <laughs> Underground by Tom Waits, or Underground, <laughs> as he says. All right, so moving on. You know, Halloween brings back, you know, good memories. I love trick-or-treating as a kid. Sometimes it meant trick-or-treating in the snow in North Dakota, but, um, you know, you, you work with what you can deal with in, in the state that has, you know, bipolar weather. <laughs> um, I went as many different things. I was a skeleton one year. Of course, I went as a rock star because I am a rock star. 
Um, I went as Alice Cooper twice, like I said. Um, I went as Pikachu. Um, there's a lot of things I went as. I can't remember all my costumes, but those are just some of the ones that come to mind. Um, and you know, I love all the things that come with Halloween. That I love like decorations. I love skulls. I love pumpkins. Um, I love creepy crawlies, like not actual creepy crawlies. If I see bugs, I want to kill them, die, get out of my home. You're freeloading. You don't pay rent. Fuck off. But, um, the idea of like, you know, cute little fuzzy spiders. Um, and that's the subject of our next song is a fuzzy, creepy crawly spider. Um, Boris the Spider to be exact. Uh, Boris the Spider by the band The Who. Um, this is a fun little ditty. It's a very early Who song. It's from their second album, A Quick One While He's Away or Happy Jack if you're in the U.S., um, and this song is sung by, not by Roger Daltrey, it's sung by John Entwistle, their bass player, he wrote this. Um, they had encouraged, um, everybody in the band to, like, write more on the second record. Like, Pete Townsend writes most of the Who songs, for those of you who don't know. Roger Daltrey doesn't write, hasn't written that many Who songs. I'm, I have trouble coming up with the one he's written now. The only one I can think of is the one on, uh, a quick one, and I can't even remember what the name of that song is. <laughs> Um, but, uh, this was one of John's first, uh, contributions. I really like his song, I really like his songs in The Who, like, if, usually, if, when his songs come up on The Who albums, like, I'm always excited, because there's something about him. I like his voice, I like his writing style, you know, he's got a sense of humor. Um, I love his stuff just as much as I love Pete's, and I love it when he gets a chance to sing. He's got a nice, deep voice, and he really shows it off on this song. It's just a, so, like, he literally wrote this song, he said, like, he was out drinking with some of the Rolling Stones, and uh, on a farm, and he just started giving random names to animals he was seeing, and he saw a spider do it. Oh, that's Boris the Spider, and so I went. That's a good song title. So he he literally wrote in ten minutes this fun little rock ditty about Boris the Spider. So without further ado, from my one of my favorite members of the Who, one of my favorite Who songs. This is Boris the Spider, or as John Entwistle says. Boris the Spider. Let's move into the dark stuff again. Let's get scary. 
Let's let's hail our old pal Satan there. Yes, Satan. Uh, some people believe that Halloween is the devil's birthday. I've never bought that. Um, you know, I don't believe we should put, you know, religious overtones on such a fun, little innocent holiday. I mean, it does have its roots in paganism and honoring the dead, but, you know... Halloween's become about fun and, you know, playing a character, you know. Why put those things on it? But, you know, sometimes Satan freaks people out. Ooh, scary. And uh, what better way to talk about Satan than with the band Ghost? Yes, Ghost. I love Ghost. They had my album of the year last year with uh, Prakel. Um, and they write a lot of songs about Satan, especially those early records. Like, or, like I'd say Opus Eponymus and uh, Infestus Umam are almost exclusively about the devil. Um, so I picked something from the first record. Um, I love this song. It's called Ritual. Um, it's basically about, you know, it's funny. Like, I'm going to tell you the subject matter of the song. And you're going to think the song is going to be really heavy and dark. But it's not. This song is, like, sounds like it should be in Scooby-Doo. I'm serious. It's got the, like, ridiculous, like, organ thing going on. And, you know, you could compare this more to Blue Oyster Cult than you could to Metal. Um, that song, yeah, Ritual from the first album, Opus Eponymus, it's a song about, you know, coming together in your witchy coven to perform a ritual to create the birth of the Antichrist. Yes, the Antichrist! Hail Satan down with Christianity! <laughs> I'm fucking with you guys. Um, I don't believe in anything like that, really. But, you know, it's fun. It's Halloween. It's fun to pr pretend. Or maybe I'm possessed by the devil himself! <laughs> Satan, lick me! Lick me! <laughs> Little uh, exorcist reference there for you. So, hail Satan! And uh, this is the this is ritual by Ghost. <laughs>
That was Ritual by Ghost. Uh, what a fun little catchy song. It's going to be in your head now. No matter how dark or disturbing you think that is now, it's going to live in your head the rest of the day now that you've heard it. Uh, so let me close this all out by saying thank you for joining. You know, I love doing shows like this for you guys. You know, it's been a fun year looking back, and there's going to be more episodes coming, but what a year it's been. Thank you to everybody who listens all around the world. You know, I see I have listeners in Australia. You know, in the Middle East, in the UK, in France, you know, I thank all of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me yak into this microphone um, about music. So, you know, I do this for fun. I never really thought, like, you know, I don't have a large number of listeners, but the listeners I do have, I'm appreciated of, and I thank you for listening. Um, so let's wrap this all up with one of my favorite songs about possession, or at least it could be about possession. I think it is. Um, Diary of a Madman by Ozzy Osbourne. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a huge Ozzy fan, and he really needs to stop rescheduling concerts so I can finally see him in person, but I digress. Diary of a Madman is the title track of his second album, and I've always loved this one. I've always thought it's had a very creepy undertone, like it opens with this classical guitar riff that's really bone-chilling. Like I feel like something's going to happen as it builds, and the lyrics kind of talk about, you know, in the nighttime, you, he, this character becoming, you know, someone he doesn't recognize, you know, is he trying to escape me or get into me? Like, is he trying to possess me? Ooh, creepy. I got a chill saying that, actually, you know, just thinking about it. Yeah, that song makes the hair on my arm stand up. It's so fun and spooky. Yep, I love that song. Uh, and I've always thought, you know, it's about possession, but it could also be about, you know, Ozzy in the 80s was a very crazy guy. And he did a lot of stuff, you know, he, he liked to drink, he liked to party hard, and he would do ridiculous things that he didn't really remember the next morning and would ultimately have to end up paying the consequences for. So maybe the madman, you know, this song could be about, you know, the person he becomes when he drinks too much or does too much cocaine. Uh, what I choose to look at is more supernatural just because it's more fun like that. And there's a part in the song after he does, like, the last chorus where, like, it sounds like he almost, like, cries a little bit, like, oh! Like, I've always thought of that as the part, because that's when the song's kind of building and the choir comes in, like... That's when, like, it's start, whatever this is, is starting to possess this character and take him over. So, yeah, I love that part of the song. This is great. This is a great way to end the episode. Thanks again for listening. Um, uh, stick around, uh, the, like, uh, not after the show, but, like, keep listening. There's going to be some fun stuff coming this year. I've got a lot of cool episodes planned. So, without further ado, from the madman himself of rock and roll, from the Prince of Darkness, this is Diary of a Madman by Ozzy Osbourne. Happy Halloween, people. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.